How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. Public speaking is the number one fear in the world. I started a business during the recession in 2009 here in the U.S. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but yeah. they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. I mentor people with master's degrees, with PhDs, and I help people who have been in business for a long time. I had deal with, with a nutrition store maybe a half mile away from my facility, and we, we cross-promote. You know, we help out to give our clients what they need. That's where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point, Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob with Shut Up and Grind, episode number 45. We are slowly, slowly getting to that number 50, but we're just going to zero in on 45 today because I have another amazing guest for you. So if you are excited and jumping jumping for joy that today is Friday and that the weekend start, start is starting, you're in the wrong career. And this is the right show for you because you should not fear any day. When you're doing what you love and when you're fueled by passion, you love doing what you do. Like this, I could do this all day long. If I didn't have kids to raise, I probably would. So we want to, I bring on guests every time to share their journeys from where they were to where they are now to help you. If you're someone who's stuck in a rut, if you're in an unfulfilling position, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, no matter what, what it is, we want to help you move away from that so you can step into your passion, step into your power, and step into your purpose. And so the woman that's joining me today, this is a literal rags to riches story. So we'll get deep into, into her backstory, but what she's accomplished is absolutely amazing. In between classes today, I did further re research on her, and I, I, I want to send her a resume. Like, I want to go work for this woman. So this is they're going to be a treat for you. So if you're coming on now, stay the whole time because you're not going to want to miss this journey. All right. So who is this woman? She is a married mother of two, a boy and a girl. She's a 17 year veteran in the network marketing industry that has developed an eight figure sales team. Eight. Eight. In case you missed it. She's an author of the best selling book. Do it anyway, girl. And I, I bet you, you say that with some sass, too. Whether it's gaining more leads, making money using Facebook Lives, or just helping you get out of your own way, Michelle Cunningham is on a mission to inspire women to live more freely, give more generously, and to be more present for the ones they love. And here she is. Oh. <laughs> Man, Welcome I love you. Show. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time out, out to join us. Yeah. So, so just give give us a quick just a quick overview of you. Like who is Michelle? Who is Michelle? Well, first, I need to tell you why I'm in a bedroom. We okay. don't have a house anymore. We we sold our house and we're in between homes. So we're at an Airbnb right now. Okay. We're waiting for our new house to be built. So if you're like, why is she in a bedroom? That's why we're in a bedroom. <laughs> but uh, I made it, I made it look cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, so who is Michelle? You know, I think I think I think the most important part of my story is how I grew up. I, I come from super humble beginnings. My mom was a single mom. My parents divorced when I was six years old. Um, and so my mom had to raise a, a six-year-old little girl, a seven-year-old little boy, and a three-year-old little boy with no job. And so she immediately opened a daycare in our house and she clean, uh, cleaned houses in the evening. And so wow. I remember being with my mom a lot as kids, but I also remember a big part of our identity, which was that we were the poor kids in town in a middle-class community. And you know, maybe it would have been easier in a lower class community when everyone around you was poor, but we were around kids that had Adidas and they had you know, Land's End backpacks. And, you know, we didn't have any of that. We shopped at um, 
Kmart or got hand-me-downs from people. And there were times in my childhood where we ran out of food because our furnace broke and we didn't have any money. So in those times, we'd go to our church into the basement and there was doors you could open and there was food in there and we would take the food home. And I just remember very vividly like driving home with my mom in those moments and watching my mom cry. And me understanding as like a six-year-old that like that, that my mom didn't want this for us, but she didn't have a choice. And so I knew that I wanted more money so that I, I could have choices. I wanted my kids to be able to do the things that I couldn't do, which were just normal things that the kids around me were doing. They took swim lessons. We couldn't afford that. They went to gymnastics. We couldn't afford that. They went on field trips. I had to hustle and sell magazines to go on a field trip. You know, even, even on a soccer game, when I was in soccer and I had to bring oranges for the soccer game, it was a big ordeal in our house that we had to go buy oranges. And mine were always like the worst oranges. And like the rich kids brought the big, good oranges, you know, thick mm. rind on them. And so like <laughs> these stupid little things. But like, you know, I just I grew up wanting to fit in. I wanted Pantene shampoo. Like I wanted the things that the normal kids around me had. They even had the big apples the rich kids had. So so that was like zero to like 18 for me. And, and it was about 16 that I was like, well, if I want to fit in, I'm going to work. And so I just started babysitting and mowing lawns. And I worked at Dunkin' Donuts. I worked at a candy shop. And so there's a, a big part of that struggle that that made me like work, right? Realize if I want something, I have to work for it. There's no hand me outs in my family, right? No one's going to die and leave me money. So if I want something, I need to step up to the plate. And so that kind of started to come out around 13, 14, where I started mowing lawns and stuff. And so that's my, my childhood that then, um, you know, kind of drove me through my life. So as you, as you re reflect back on where, you, on where you are now, what's your biggest takeaway from what you went through? You know, I think it was a blessing. You know, I think some people would say, well, poor me, poor me, right? Oh, I had this terrible childhood. I had no money. I, I looked at it as a blessing because it gave me a work ethic that maybe some people are not granted, right? For me, it was like, man, if I want something, it, it, it's going to happen, right? It's got to be up to me. If it's to be, it's up to me. And so um, so I think it was just a really great lesson. And and I've met kids that grew up really poor. And I say, what was your, like, what was your struggle growing up? They're like, Oh, well, my struggle, I think we all have a struggle, right? Mm -hmm. My struggle was that I never felt like I'd amount to anything. I couldn't be at my parents' level. And so I think no matter how we grow up, we all have a, a, an issue or a thing. But mine just gave me this, this desire to, to just really work hard uh, because I wanted more for my life. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Because so, so, so many people would use that as an excuse. Yeah, yeah. They would absolutely use it as an excuse. Well, my mom worked all the time. We didn't have, have any money, and that's all I know. And, like, we, we hear it all the time. And I'm just glad that you – the stance that you took, it, like, what resonated with me when I was going through your backstory is I tell people constantly break the cycle. Right. Like, like somebody – somewhere yeah. along the way, you got to break the cycle. So yeah. if you didn't have it – you can change it. Like, let it come from you. Like, you can change the legacy for the family. Yeah. And and you did that. And that's amazing. I love that that's you said that. Amazing. Man, that's so good. Yeah, because, you know, I was the first one to go to college in my family, right? I was the first one to do a lot of these things because I was just kind of like, all right, I got to get this done. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I love that you said that. Yes. All right. So getting back to the to the child. So as a, as a young kid. Yeah. If you. What did it feel like seeing the other kids having things that you guys couldn't have? Yeah, I think that it made me feel less than everyone around me. It made me feel really different and it made me retreat inwardly. And so I just became or just stayed introverted and shy because there was no part of me that wanted to stand out or be loud or be bold because I was different with dirty sneakers, ripped cleats, a dirty backpack. I didn't want to stand out much. So I just became kind of quiet. And so much of my life was just spent being really introverted and not, not mentioning. Like I remember like the first time I like jumped in and said something, I think it was in like 10th grade where I like stood up and like made a comment in class or something. Like it just was very, very introverted. And socially awkward, like super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, yeah, that was just so much of my childhood. Like up until I went to college, college, I started to, you know, say, you know what, let's start to step out a little bit more. But yeah, zero to 18 was, um, I was a different person. <laughs> <laughs> so when you was, you said you were hustling to make money. So is that where you got, you know, like the entrepreneur bug when we first got introduced to it? 
Yeah. So 23 years old, I lay in my, my, my coworker, or, or sorry, my friend in college, his name is Mark. And I write about him in my book. Um, he's actually like the opening sentence in my book, which is kind of funny, but he said to me, Hey, you should get a. He was a medical guy, right? He's a surgeon now, but he's like, listen, you should get a job as a pharmaceutical sales rep. It's like super lucrative. And like, for me at that time in my life, I'm like super lucrative, like my main goal. Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, great. I don't know anything about medicine. I don't even like medicine, but I'm going to, I'm going to get a job as pharmaceutical sales rep. So I figure out how to get a job. I study, I follow other, I study books about it. I follow reps. I land this dream job. And, um, and it was about working. It started to work there. And I was like, this is so boring. Like, like two weeks in, I'm like, this is so boring. I'm driving my company car. I'm doling out samples. And, uh, I just remember feeling, is this it? Like I worked all through college to now like do this stupid job where they pay me a salary. And like the harder I work, the same money I make. Like, it just seems silly to me. And uh, my friend at the time, Kristen, she called me up. She goes, hey, I was just like reading. She's like, cool hippie. She's like, I was reading this cool book. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's, I don't know. I feel like you would like it. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I grab the book and I read it. And that book, it was just a pivotal book in my in my journey. Uh, because in there, Robert Kiyosaki says, there's three ways that wealthy people become wealthy. And one of them is they own real estate and they make money with their real estate. Number two is a small business that they build and they own. And number three is they get involved in network marketing. The third one is the best if you have no capital or no money to get started. Network marketing will teach you business and teach you how to become an entrepreneur. And I'm like, well, one's out because I'm broke. Two's out because I'm broke. Three is my <laughs> only option. <laughs> and it was around that same time. I feel like God aligned all these weird things. But my coworker, Sam, was like, hey, my wife sells this makeup thing you know, while she's working her full-time job, she's got a little side hustle. I'm like, Ooh, a side hustle. That sounds good. Cause I am bored, you know? <laughs> so I go to this hotel room event and it was the holiday Inn, and she brings me this event. It's all the makeup rep ladies, right? And there's a lady in the front of the room claiming to make six figures. Another one's a millionaire. Another one's driving a free car. And I'm like, hold on. I remember tapping her and being like, you said they don't, they don't have bosses. Like they work, they just work from home. She's like, yeah. Mm. And I'm like, stop it. Like this, this is cool, right? <laughs> and so I go home and I tell my mom and she's like, my mom is, you know, my mom is, she's got a different mentality, right? She's like, yeah. honey, that's not safe. Uh, you know, wealthy people become wealthy because they start with money. That's dangerous. You know, that, you got to be really extroverted. Those people are a bit annoying. Have you ever met some, they can be annoying and you're <laughs> an introvert. I'm just telling you, that's, that's all I'm going to say. And so that week I think about it and I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's right. And then I'm like, how about, how about, what if she wasn't right? What if like I'm 23 years old now and I don't have to listen to my mom? Like love my mom, but she loves to sit in a cubicle and like I don't. So like how about Michelle, how about for a change you do you? So I was like, all right, I'm signing up. Like in this bold move, right? <laughs> so I sign up and sure enough, I meet with the leader and my mom's not wrong. The lady is like, you're going to build a business by walking up to strangers. This was this was pre-text message, right? Yeah. This is, this is pre-Facebook. And I was like, well, huh. she said I'm going to walk up to strangers? Like, it's like horrifying, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I didn't, I, I, uh, for six years, I, I sat on my $3,000 inventory. I barely told anyone about it. I had one regular customer, um, from age 23 to 29. And I just stayed stuck in my corporate job, dreaming about this entrepreneurial life that I loved studying entrepreneurial books, but not having the audacity to yet go there. Yeah. So wow. that's where I stayed for like you know, till I was 29 and then 29 is the pivotal story. You know, that's when everything changes. So I can share that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get there. Yeah. It's like mine, mine was similar. I started, I started network marketing at 21. I oh, cool. Say. Okay. And I didn't make any money with it till I was like 31. <laughs> I say. Yeah. Constantly buying products, trying different things. All right. Yeah. This is the one, this is the one that's not the one. It's like I'm, I'm an extrovert depending on the situation. And then I'm in, like, if it's like sports or at a party or something, like I'm the life of the party. I'm like the epitome of a Leo. And, but then when there's things like that, where there could be a lot of rejection, I tend to back off. Yeah. And so in network marketing, there's a lot of rejection, especially in the beginning, but before you get the systems down and, and all that. And again, you know, that was also pre pre Facebook and, and everything yeah. else. So it's like, I'm not, I like, I don't like people like that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, I like people, but not to just walk up to random people. 
You yeah. know, you got some people yelling at you, some people swearing at you, some people are just nasty. And I was like, I don't know if, if this is for me. But then once everything became a bit more digital, I was like, yeah. all right, you know, let me give it a try again. I'm, I'm nowhere near where, where you are, but I can definitely vouch that you can definitely make a significant income yeah. in network marketing and, and anyone can do it. And especially now, it's so easy with like Amazon stores and Etsy and Shopify. There's so many different ways to get it done. It's insane that more people aren't doing it. Yeah. Yep. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's cool. And once you, once, like you said, once you get the systems down, right? And it took me a bit to get there and realize, oh man, if I could turn one person into lots of people, you know, I started playing games that then grew everything for me. So that's it. You just need to know those little systems. Yeah. So when you first started, so you're, you're in that, you're in that, the Holiday Inn event. Yeah. And so you're taking everything in. At that moment, what did you think was possible? Oh gosh, I thought everything, like I literally thought I had found my thing, like so much so that I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like everyone in the world should do this. Like I remember having this rookie, like (laughs) everyone, like I can't even believe, I couldn't even believe as a 23 year old that anyone would work for the company shipping us our orders because they could sell for the company. Like this is the most amazing thing. But you know, I realized in later years that, oh, not everyone, this is not everyone's thing. But this yeah. was, I had found my thing, right? Where I was like, the harder I work, the more money I make. Versus when I worked for someone else, like I went from pharmaceutical sales rep. We had this like arbitrary number we had to hit. Some years we hit it. The years I feel like I did nothing, we were the top sellers. I'm like, this is silly, right? It was almost like not, it felt like not real sales. Um, and I remember winning the company trip and being like, oh, we don't really do much this year. I don't know how that happened, but thank you. You know, it was all quota based. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and they can quickly change your quota and you're like, ah. and then, uh, I went into, um, I sold uniforms and uniforms. This was so great. The first year I'm like, I'm going to crush it. And I go in there and I do crush it. And I won the company Aruba trip, brought my boyfriend, who's now my husband along. And the next day I sat down with my boss and he goes, congratulations, you're such a great seller. We're going to double your quota. I'm like, sweet, double the money. He's like, no, no, same money, double, like double. And I'm like, wow, this is a scam. Like, like literally I was like, this is such a scam. And uh, that year I did terribly, like so bad. Like, I don't even know what I made, but it was not, I was making six figures that first year. And then it was like, not. And I was like, wait, that's like not, you know, in my mind, I'd like make this and then this. And then, and then I was yeah. like this. And I was like this. I'm like, what? And, you know, I, so I know. I, I want, I'm sorry. I want to expand on one thing, thing you just said, because you, you hear this word a lot when it comes to network marketing is scam. You hear that yeah. a lot. I've heard that so many times. I'm, I'm like, all right, so I'm giving you, I'm giving you the idea that you can work for yourself. You can solve solutions for other people make money, way more money than you're making at your job. You're calling that a scam. But what you just described, all right, you're doing so awesome. We're going to double your quota so you can work harder and make me more money. Doesn't that sound like a scam? It's literally, (laughs) and that was my mindset. And I was, I was starting to listen to the network marketing world and starting to, you know, start to like pull back from this being employed by someone because I realized like, gosh, if I were to own a business, you're right. I would want to have a staff that works for the least amount of money to generate the most amount of revenue, right? Like that's just <laughs> a good idea, right? Yes. But I didn't want to be one of those little, I felt like it was like a like a peon. I don't know if that's the right word, but just like a little little human in that little mix. I'm like, I feel like I'm like better than this. I, And you know, I don't know. It just felt wrong, right? So um, so you're right. Like when you, when people say, ooh, network marketing is a pyramid, I'm like, how about no, corporate America is a period. Yes. A pyramid, right? You've got the CEO, you got the executives, you got these, and then you got us little sales peon people, and then people fulfilling the orders. Like that's a true pyramid. Like the guy at the top is making the most money. Whereas I look at it, you know, I look at network marketing as an upside down pyramid. You come in and it's wide open. You can surpass any of these people and reach the top. And there's anyone that wants a spot at the top, it's open for you. It's yep. not like you have to wait for someone to die or retire for you to move <laughs> up to the top, right? So, so um true. Yeah. So, you know, 25, 26 years old, I'm like, I'm looking for like a new job that's like better. Right. And I I was on a plane. I don't even know where I was going, but um, I sat next to this dude who sold real estate. This is just the funniest story. And he's like, yeah, I'm crushing it. I sell commercial real estate. And like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm like, great. Like, I wouldn't know what I'm doing either. Maybe I should do this. Right. So I get off the plane and I call his company and I get my real estate license and I decide I'm going to sell real estate because in my mind, I'm like, 
cool. Real estate, the harder you work, the more money you make. You don't work, you don't make money, which would have been a really great idea. But this was 2007. So I get my ah. license. <laughs> you know where the story's going. 2009, yep. the real estate market crashes, right? So, <laughs> so I get my license. I'm selling apartment buildings, you know, like 36 units and above. And I'm closing a few deals in a, in a pretty weird environment. All males wearing fancy suits, driving fancy cars with fancy watches. And I'm driving like my Toyota Camry, like, hey, guys, I'm just trying to just keep it cool, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, so it just was like, so not me. And the market crashed. So I stopped making money. So it was another one of these like, I'm going, uh, yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like not what I envisioned. And it was a, that was kind of a pivotal moment at 2009. I'm like, you need to do something different. You want to have kids one day. You're 29 years old. You need to build your own business. You need to build something that's yours. And that was me just like, let's go. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Like with, with me, I like, I always say I'm a performer. So yeah. if, to put it in like musical terms, <laughs> I, I would be Alicia Keys. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to be the production company. So, yeah. so like that, that's where I get stuck in business because like I, I can get it on the microphone and I can go all day long. I can work with coaching clients, go all day long. And my desk is one big cluster <laughs> because it's like, cause like that's, that's just not in my 5%. So I'm finally going to bring on an assistant to do all of that stuff. Like, and I found someone that's the polar opposite of me. That's super detailed, super organized, wants nothing to do with, with the limelight. I was yeah. like, this is a perfect match, yeah. <laughs> an absolute perfect <laughs> match. But, you know, it's all about it's all about having the right team. So as you're moving forward with your journey, when did you start assembling a team? Um, you know, it was uh, it was probably about a uh, six months into building my network marketing business that I started to get in the swing of things. Right. So I uh, I started to to go to networking events and I, I lay out the whole play by play in my book. Like I went to my first networking event, met a person, booked the person with this script that I dropped in the book. And then uh, they come, I sell to them and then like, Ooh, I did that. Let me do this again. So then I do it again. And I'm like, Whoa, that worked again. And then I did it again. And so all those small little wins that I was having was slowly building my confidence that I could do network marketing. And it was about six months into that, that I'm like, that six months into that, I had earned a free car. I was making a passive income of $5,000 a month from network marketing. And I was realizing, ooh, if I could just get more help, we could do more here, right? And so I ended up hiring um, uh, just a high schooler that was helping me in my office. And then I was like, could you also help me like send some messages to book some appointments? Because I knew the system, right? I'm like, if you send this message, it'll book one out of 10 people. They'll come on, yeah. you know. Some of them will buy, whatever. So she started helping me with that, but also helping me with, like you said, you know, don't waste dollar time or don't waste uh, dollar time on penny jobs. Meaning like don't do your dishes and do your laundry and clean your toilet and all of that. When there's someone that you can pay 10 to $15 an hour, that's super glad to come in and do that stuff that actually loves it. And so as much as like, sometimes I like to clean the house, let's be honest, most of the time I don't. So like I just hired someone to come in and do it for me so I could focus on the thing that was producing income. And by doing that, when they walk through the door, I'd say like, Hey girl, I know you're just here for a few hours. Here's what I need you to do. This, 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 I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to book some appointments. And so while they were there, I was just in crazy mode so much so that anybody who's worked for me over the years, like the high school girls that came over or college girls, they would say, Michelle only works, but they only saw me working because when they arrived, they helped with the kids, they helped with the house. And I went into crazy work mode and, uh, and they helped keep balance. I was like, listen, you're me. So whatever me would do for out of groceries, go get some groceries. Like they literally became me. And I gave them the permission to do that. Cause I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to get it done. And so I always Love say that. that. So, uh, so yeah, so they helped me get things done and that helped me to build a business. Yes. And uh, l- l- let me expand on that because a lot of people struggle with that because they look at the expense of yeah. hiring the help versus the benefit of hiring the help. And yeah. you nailed it with saying, you know, why do this, 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 and this when I can pay someone to do that, who would be happy to do that. And I can focus on booking appointments. It's like, yeah. you know, so for the people listening, a lot of my entrepreneur friends are on right, right now. And some of you are guilty of this. Cause we've had this talk about, <laughs> about that is, you know, like you need an assistant, like you need an assistant. And, yeah. and like, I, I had one before and it was like, I, I should have hired her six years ago. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what the, what the heck was I thinking? No, just trying to save on the payroll. 
but not realizing when she came in, she loved to talk on the phone. She was very personable. She was high energy. And my, she just kept people coming on my calendar. And I was like, wow, this, like, this is absolutely amazing. So what I was paying her was still, it, it really wasn't anything compared to what she was producing. I know. You know? So for yeah. people who are out there, you're entrepreneurs and, and you want to grow, or if you're struggling, I'm telling you, hire an admin and everything's going to change for you. Tim Swenson, if you're listening, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I talked about this the other day with my audience. Someone was like, but I don't have the money for it. I'm like, then here's how I started. It was $10 an hour. And I started with two hours a week. And so when that person came over for those two hours, then I made sure in those two hours, I booked enough appointments so that I held appointments, you know, that week that produced like another $300 of income. Tell me how you cannot afford four hours the next week with that $300. So I realized, Ooh, I'm going to turn that two hour person into four hours next week. So that four hours, I'm going to crush it. Now we're gonna make 600, right? I'd learned (laughs) <laughs> they were making me money. And so I, every week I was able to add a few more hours on. So you just start, you know, 10, 10, $10 an hour or $15 an hour, two hours. And that's, that's how you start. Yep. And another thing you said that, that was golden is you were worried about done, not perfection. That's yeah, yeah. another thing I hear. I got to have the website, right? I got to have this, right? I said, no, you don't. No. Like someone reached out to me. How do I start, start a podcast? I said, get, get a, get a, well, I said, get a stand for your phone. Turn on your phone and talk. <laughs> like it's that, it's that simple. Just get started. Once, once that, then, then you can upgrade to the fancy microphone. Then you can upgrade to the lights. Like you can always upgrade, and then it's a great story to look back on later. You know, yeah. you know like like remember those videos I did in my basement? There was no lighting. There was no nothing. And <laughs> and I mean, I'm in my my office in my house now. But at least it, it's a professional setting on a professional platform. So you can always upgrade and people love the journey. Like we spent the last half an hour talking about your journey. Like we haven't even gotten to where you are yet, you know, <laughs> because it's the journey that that's amazing. Yep. You know, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, and I, my best trainings are when I'm like, Hey guys, let me show you my first YouTube channel. Cause I've got two of them. Like, let me show you the one I messed up on. You want Let's go there. Look at <laughs> my banners, just my nose. Cause I couldn't fit it. I, I'm still up there. It's my nose. <laughs> I will spit my water out there. <laughs> I, like, I can't fit my face. Just leave. It's fine. It's my nose. So that's my first channel. She is organized. You can still check it out on YouTube. I couldn't figure out how to get the banner, but somehow I got 900 subscribers on that channel and thousands of views, which is the funniest laughable no thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually working on mine now. Cause like, you know, the, the thumbnails are all the rage now. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And I'm lo- looking at mine. Like I have no thumbnails. So I just, if you need it, a good thumbnail person. I had their $10 an hour. They crank them out for me. They're really good. Okay. All right. Let me jot that down. Thumbnails. Yeah. yeah well, they're, yeah. The, they're a designer. They're, they're $10 an hour and they crank all my designs out for me. They're amazing. If you need someone. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine definitely needs some work. Cause like cut content wise, I'm solid with, with, with the content. Yeah. And I just got to work more on that businessy stuff, you know, yeah, like, yeah. expanding the message, but <laughs> enough, enough about me. We're here about you. <laughs> so. All right. So what was the, the, what was the next phase? So now you're assembling a team Things, yeah. things are scaling and then take me from there. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've got, it's, I've six months under my belt of like actually doing it. And I've, I've learned, I, I found a mentor. Her name is Maggie and she was, she was amazing. She lived in my town. She sold for the same company yet. She wasn't my What's upline. Last name? Sorry. Maggie Rader, R-A-D-E-R. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I, just, I know another Maggie. I was just okay. curious. It was the same. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So she's, she's just like took me under her wing. She didn't get paid on any of my success. She wasn't my actual upline. Um, and still is one of my dear friends to this day, but, but her belief in me and her just once a week, I'd say, Hey, I'm doing this. Is this a good idea? She's like, yes, you got it. You know, and she was busy. She didn't have a lot of time for me, but she, she believed in me and she, she gave me the tools to kind of succeed. And meaning she gave me the scripts to say at my party, she told me what to say to book an appointment. And, um, with her guidance six months later, I I had built a team of 50. I had hundreds of customers and, um, that's where I started to make that month. I made $5,000 and I was like, stop it. Like poor girl makes $5,000 in one month. Like, <laughs> this is great. Like I could do this. Um, and so for me, I was like, I, even though it wasn't the six figures I was used to making, it was a freedom that I was so wanting. And I was okay with taking a step back because I knew that step back was going to allow me to move forward. And, and so I knew, and I always said in my head, if, if I work for one year like nobody does, I can live for the rest of my life like nobody can. So we are going to crush it this year. We're going to give it all we got. And so the first six months, I was giving all I got, kept doing it. 
earned another free car from the company a few months later and continued to grow. And my income continued to grow. And in, in network marketing, your income goes up and then down. And, you know, every month's yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. But in the process, you're growing. And um, and so, yeah, so it continued to grow. And uh, I, I uh, it was about four years of just growth and awesomeness. And um, I, I wasn't, at that point, I still wasn't like, figuring out how to raise up new leaders. Like I knew how to bring people in, but I didn't know how to turn people into to leaders. And so right. I realized let's that pause I there real quick. Sorry. Let's pause there. Let, let, let me write that down. Cause you were talking about raising up leaders. So we don't lose yeah. your spot. All right. I just want, when I expand on that part, well, you stole my thunder. Cause I was going to bring, bring it up and impress you that I read, I read through all that on your, on your website, awesome. but about the, about the working one year, the way no one else would. So yeah. when when you were going through that grind, how was your support system? Like, were people supportive? Were people trying to tell you you were obsessed or crazy or yeah. working too hard? Oh yeah, no, no, they all thought I was crazy. Every single one of them. My my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, the conversation went like this: Hey, honey, I know I've been failing at um, real estate, and I know I've been with this network marketing company for six years, but I really I'm going to do it now. He's like, you mean the one that you've been thinking about for six years? I'm like, huh. And I'm like, can you just give me six months? Like, I'm going to do this. He's like, how about you get a real job? I'm like, how about just give me six months and then I'll get a real job. And it was that conversation that was really pivotal because he's like, fine. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I, was like, I know. Okay. 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 What am I going to do tomorrow? I'm going to meet people. Like I, I had like, you know, it was just like, I got to make this work or I'm going back to jail. <laughs> I do not want to go back to jail. So I had to make it work. And that's when I found a lady online. I'm like, can you show me what to do? At the time, my friends um, are all climbing the corporate ladder, right? They're all pretty much at this point making six figures, which I had been. <laughs> but now I'm like, hey, I'm just, you know, they am building this business over here. Uh, you know, first month I was making like $1,000 and $2,000. And they're like, what are you doing? And they didn't really understand. My mom was concerned about me. Yeah, there was nobody. Nobody was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Other than the people that were in that company. They're like, you got this girl. And it was the people above me, people that were in a place I aspired to be to or to go to. Right. So I always tell people, like, align yourself with people that you want to trade places with and only take advice from those people. Bingo. Meaning, like, if someone is, like, losing and not doing good on your team, don't take advice from them. Find someone that you aspire. And so for, for me, that was just Maggie at that point. And she's like, you got this. You can do it. And so I tuned everybody out. <laughs> and I was crazy that year. And and if we, if you want more, you have to become more. And and if you want to get to a different place, you've got to do something differently. And, and that year I was like, you know what? <laughs> I am going to do a whole lot more this year, right? I'm going to do more. And so I remember waking up that next day after my husband, boyfriend at the time said, um, yeah, you got six months. <laughs> and I woke up and I'm like, we are going to crush a workout. And like, I remember working out for 30 minutes. I'm sweating. I get ready. I'm like, I am going to go to a networking event. I don't even like to talk to people, but I'm going to a networking event. And I, and then the introverted version of me was like, I'm not going back to jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was kind of this mission. Like I'm going to do more. I'm going to do things that are really uncomfortable. I'm going to step out. I'm going to do the things that I don't want to do so I can have the things that I really want. And so I went to this networking event and I remember meeting people at the event, getting business cards, talking to them, just becoming their friends, not really selling what I was selling. And I left with their business cards. I had 20 of them and I went home and I'm like, all right, all right, I'm going to email these people because I can't call them. I'm too ner nervous. <laughs> you know, so I started emailing these people and I put the scripts, like literally they're all, they're all right in here. Like every script that I said when I first started. And from that, I booked a few people and they came and they bought products. And that was such a massive thing for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I met a stranger and I booked them and they bought something from me. And I was like, stop it. Now I can do it again. Like I know, I now know how to meet a stranger, book them and sell to them. And once you learn that very basic skill, that's a good life skill, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you can learn, you could do that over and over and over again. And so the next day I'm like, if I'm complaining, I don't have leads. I'm sorry. <laughs> You, you know how to get leads. You go to a networking event. Go to meetup.com. <laughs> it's me talking to myself. Get yourself out there. Uh, and then, you know, eventually tweaking with it that year, I was like, okay, wait, I got to turn this one person into like 20. Oh, I'll play a game. So I started to test out little things that started to exponentially grow the strangers I was meeting into more. And so my business was never built on my friends and family, partially because I, they thought I was crazy. 
Mm-hmm. And, and partially because I didn't want to bug them. And so if you're like, man, I'm an introvert and I don't want to approach my friends and family, I am proof that you can build a business without ever talking to your friends and family about it. <laughs> and I earned the top level company car, which was a Cadillac. I earned the top level company car by never picking up the phone, <laughs> which is my other random claim to fame, because I didn't want to talk to people on the phone. It just scared me. And so I figured out how to write the perfect text messages <laughs> to get results. And I wrote them all in here because feel like sometimes you get stuck. You get, you're like, what do I say? And so um, I always tell people, do it the way that works for you. If someone is telling you that you have to approach strangers to be successful, I'm here to tell you, don't do that if it's shutting you down. Like sometimes, right? There's someone that's super confident. It's like, yes, just pick up the phone. Here's the script. Here's what to say. Well, you're like really confident and I'm really not. So if, if, texting works for you or using Facebook works for you, find something that's like a little bit out of your comfort zone, but not so much so that it completely shuts you down. Yeah, where you get anxious about it. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. So a lot of people stop when the noise creeps in. And and you said the other key sentence was blocking out the noise because one of the modules in my, in my training is assessing your support system because, because it happens. Even when I was going through, building my my fitness business coming off of managing restaurants i didn't know know what i was doing i dropped out of college so like you know i didn't have the formal the formal training and but i just knew i was really good at connecting with people i said so let me just focus on that and my mom is like you know you need to manage restaurants again you're not making enough money and like i let my house foreclose my car got repoed but i was like I'm on to something here. I was like, I don't ever want to punch another time clock again. I was like, never, never, never. And I just kept the faith. And everybody, my sister was was telling me, you got to think about about your kids, think about your family. And like, you just lost your car and everything else. I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm on to something here. And I just kept going and just completely blocked out that noise. Just like you said, because I mean, I'm sure sure you've heard the uh, the crab theory, you know, the crab in the bucket. No, so, what is it? Oh, so what crabs do when one tries to escape, the other ones will reach up and pull it back down. Oh. That, yeah, that's like a, a thing that oh. they do. So, yeah, yeah so you, you'll get that one. That's the, the aspiring entrepreneur. It's like, you know what? I don't want to be stuck in this bucket. I'm going to go. That. And the other ones are like, nope, come back down. So... I love that. You know, just telling people like, don't let people clip your wings because that's what happens. If you have an idea or a goal that you're passionate about, don't let somebody else, like you said earlier, who's not doing what they want to do, discourage you from doing what you want to do. Like like being in the fitness world when unhealthy people (laughs) talk about healthy people. (laughs) it's like like, how are you gonna take advice from someone who's not who's not practicing a healthy lifestyle you know it's like you don't take advice from someone who's broke if if you're trying trying to to better yourself better your financial situation you don't take advice from someone who's not doing it yeah yeah like it boggles my mind all of a sudden people become experts in something they know nothing about oh yeah they do yeah yeah all right, so you were talking about so you knew how to put together a team, but you didn't know how to raise up the leaders. So yeah, take, take me through there. Yeah, so I'm having success, right? I'm at a place where I'm doing great. Uh, I'm making a pretty passive income of five, six, seven grand a month, which is great. And uh, I wasn't really raising up leaders, and I wasn't having a vision beyond that, right? And there was two pivotal things that happened. Number one is I went to an event, and there was a leader on stage, and she said, "Here." me out. All of you should make as much money as possible while you're on this earth. And I was like, well, that's a little, little, what is she going to say here? And here's why. And I'm like, okay. Actually, I'm I'm sorry, before before you get it, just because a bunch of people just just jumped on. So if you're just coming on now, because we're starting to get into your successes, you missed, you missed the backstory. All right. (laughs) So, so Michelle started out poor, her parents were, di- were divorced when she was six. Six. Yeah. Yep. See, I pay attention. Right? So, yeah. so she was six, <laughs> six, and she was growing up in a middle class na- neighborhood. They were that poor family, watching the other kids getting the fancy clothes, the fancy shoes, going on fa- fancy vacations that her family just couldn't afford to do. 
And so she knew that she didn't want that for her children moving forward. And she got into hustling on the side, you know, doing side jobs to make some money. And then she graduated from college, the first one in her family to graduate from college, got got a job, but wasn't about that corporate life, even though she had some success at it, became an entrepreneur, went through a lot of pitfalls in the beginning, some learning curves. And so now she's at the point where she's starting to make some liv- livable income. And yeah. now, we're, now we're talking about how she's scaling up, how she scaled up to where she is now. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That was solid. You're so Thank good. You. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm like 29, 30, maybe I'm 30 at this point, 31, 32, 33. And I'm just kind of like, it's like pretty steady at this point, right? It's not having insane growth. And in network marketing, you know, a way that you can have insane growth is you raise up other leaders. Um, and anyway, I'm at this event and this lady's on the stage and she's like, you need to make as much money as possible while you're on this earth. And here's why I want everyone in this room to live debt free. I want you to have tons of savings for your future. I'm like, all right, I got it. Okay. And then you need to live below your means. And then you need to give back frequently, generously, and anonymously. And it was like a light bulb went off at that moment where I was like, oh man, I was just like getting enough income that it was just good for my lifestyle. I'm a pretty simple chick. I shop at Target and Walmart and I buy resale stuff. Like I don't need a fancy car. I'm just a pretty simple person. And so for me, $5,000 a month, I'm like, boom, we're done. I'm good, <laughs> right? But that, that, that energy was playing out in my business, right? And I realized that by living at this one level right here, I wasn't aspiring people below me. I wasn't inspiring them to take a step beyond that. And her saying that, I was like, oh, man, I could use the extra money to help more people. That's crazy. That's a really good idea. Okay, yeah, I'm on it, right? And I left that event, and I sought out ways to like become a better leader. And I realized that those four years that I was a leader, I was – showing up as the leader. <laughs> like, hey, everyone, I'm really good at this. Watch me do it. And I wasn't <laughs> letting other people shine. You know, yeah. they say when you do for someone what they can do for themselves, you take away their self-esteem. Yeah. And I was inadvertently taking away my rep's self-esteem by just saying, hey, let me show you how to do this. And there was a one evening, we had a bunch of people coming to an event. It was in my basement. We, we decked out my basement, had these big events mm-hmm. down there probably like 20 people in the room. And I was just tired. We had had like five presentations that day. Like I was just tired of saying the same thing over and over. We'd sell products, we'd recruit people. And I was like, can someone else do it? I think I was under the weather. And they all stepped up to the plate and they did an amazing job and they sold a ton and recruited a ton. And it was at that moment that I'm like, oh man, like, damn, I've been missing the ball here, right? I haven't been like telling them that they could do this. And so, um, so I congratulated all of them. I sent them notes just saying like, you did so good. That was like so amazing. And from that day forward, I just stepped back and let everyone else. And what was so interesting is a few months later, one of the girls that had been on my team for like three or four years, became a top leader, leading a team of 30. She earned a free car. A few months after that, she inspired a bunch of others. So five other people became top leaders. And then that's when my duplication of my team just went like, Mm. and, um, and, and so that was pretty crazy. So that was happening for the next few years. And then I was, we're growing, we're doing amazing. I'm making a solid six-figure income. And as a true entrepreneur that I am, <laughs> I got bored one day and I'm like, maybe I'll just start a YouTube channel just for fun. <laughs> and that simple idea is it ultimately changed my life in such a huge way. So, uh, so I can share that story of where that took me. Yes. So what happened is I, I decided to upload my first video. Now, my first channel, it, it's still up there. It's terrible. It's a mess. Go watch it. She is organized is the channel. <laughs> That's my mess up channel because I was like, I'm going to become an organizing guru on the side and I'll teach people how to organize. And maybe I'll build a brand there because I was following a girl named Alejandra Castella and she'd built a multimillion dollar brand teaching people how to organize drawers. And I'm like, Stop it. <laughs> Come on. I'm like, I've got drawers and I can put things in drawers and film a video about it. But that's right there. With, that, that's right there with post-its. Like every time I use a post-it, it's like, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> but you, there are people with multi-million dollar brands on YouTube and you're like, you squished slime or you run over things with your car. Like you're stupid. I could do that. Okay. So I start this channel, but I realize I don't really like organizing. Like I really don't. Like, I like it when it's done, but I don't like doing that. Okay. Yes. So, uh, so I, I abandoned my channel six videos in. They're still up there. Anyway, what's funny about that channel is it gets 900 subscribers and there's thousands of video views on these views. 
Ask me how. I have no idea. Okay. Mm. That's a great, that's the great news about YouTube. So then I'm like, all right, you know what, what I actually do like is I like to talk about business. I like to talk about, here's my story. And here's like the thing I'm doing today to get leads. I love to give people, here's a really good script that got me an appointment. So I started to just make those videos and it was my thing, right? I love to talk about that stuff. And people could tell that, you know, when you make a YouTube video or a YouTube channel or any video for that matter, and you talk about something that you really love, what happens is your true authentic voice comes out and guess what? People trust your true authentic voice. So when you show up as you, they're like, man, I kind of like this person. Or they say, I don't like this person, but it brings you your tribe. And so I put a video up about like, I don't even know, it was a script about how to book parties without booking parties. That's my most viewed YouTube video. Wow. And uh, yeah, which is such a silly topic. I'm in like a messy office. I just, and I, like you said, you said, oh, it doesn't just get started. The only thing I knew was I could sit in front of my laptop like I'm doing right now. I didn't have a microphone, but I knew if I sat really close to my computer, I sounded better. And if there was a window behind the computer, I looked hotter. (laughs) (laughs) only two things I knew. So I'm like, all right, I look hot right here and we have good audio. Okay, great. So if you're like, I can't start because I don't have a microphone, don't have a ring light. I'm sorry. My most viewed YouTube video has neither of those. (laughs) Right. So I put this video out and I remember waking up the next morning. There was 10 comments in my inbox. When people leave a comment, it comes into my mail. It was like, oh my gosh, this is so life changing. This is so great. I love you. When's your next video? And I'm like, no, really? You like you want you like me? Okay. <laughs> right. And I was like, man, okay, I'll make one video a week. Maybe that's what I'll do. So I started to do that. And uh it was just crazy how that YouTube video I, that it over the years it's gotten over a million video views from wow. stuff that I put out six or seven years ago. But more importantly, is like random weird things started happening, like super awesome weird things. Someone was like, Michelle, you were just on the Today Show. And I'm like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, yeah. They put your YouTube clip was on the Today Show. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. And sure enough, it was Moms Making Money From Home Today Show. And it's me. And it says Today at the bottom. I'm like, whoa, I was on the Today Show. And then, (laughs) you know, it's just like random. And then I get a call from a CEO of a network marketing company, like a CEO. And he's like, hey, my sales force has been begging for us to have you come out. They love you. And I'm like, me? (laughs) Like little mom that works from home? Uh, Okay. Yeah. He's like, so what's your fee? (laughs) And I'll never forget talking to my husband that night and being like, I asked what my fee was. And my husband's like, well, what's your fee? I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to leave the kids. Like I was nervous because I like to be home. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't want to leave the kids. He's like, well, what dollar amount would you be? Could someone pull you away from the kids for two days? I'm like, I don't know. 2,500 bucks. He's like, then that's your fee. I'm like that. But that seems a little, you know, I could do it for cheaper. He's like, Tell them that's your fee. So I go back to the guy. says it's twenty five hundred bucks. He goes, done. Where can I send a check? That's how you know it's too low, too low. I'm like, stop it. (laughs) And then this is another really big moment. The guy said to me, the CEO goes, and could you bring your trainings along? Do you have your, you know, like your program? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. In my head, I'm like, I don't have a program but I will make one. We are going to make a program tonight. And so I was like, I'll make CDs. This is six years ago. So I'm like, I went into my son's bedroom. It was quiet in there. I took my computer and I went on audacity and I figured out how to record a CD. I got some graphics made and I made three CDs, yeah. how to generate leads, how to book parties and how to recruit. I put together my system and I brought those along and people bought them. So when I got home, I put them on a website and then I learned about a program called ClickFunnels that directs people to actually buy. And those CDs have sold tens of thousands of copies over the years, this wow. little crazy <laughs> CD system that I filmed in my son's bedroom. That you just uh, threw together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that then began my journey of like, wow, wait, like people want my training? Like that's crazy. But that came because they started to follow me on YouTube. And, and so I just, I, I, and then it grows from there. I mean, the, the story keeps going of how the, that little CD turned into a course. It turned into a this. Um, and I can share that. But I guess the, the main point sorry, for anybody sorry, is. Sorry, hold on. Did that CEO tell you what they would have paid? No. Because <laughs> as you were talking, I was like, they were probably looking for like 20K at least. And I probably could have said something like that. I just feel like, you know, and whenever they agree immediately, you lowballed. Totally. But I was thrilled. I'm like, $2,500 two days. Stop. <laughs> I was so excited. You know, and I, that was my like first paid speaking gig. Right. I was like, this is yeah. insane. Wow. So I was so excited. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, so the CDs and then, and then I remember it was uh, January, 2019. 
I was bored as entrepreneurs become. And I said, I'm going to run a Facebook ad to these CDs. You know, Russell Brunson taught me that if you have something just sitting on a website, it won't sell. You put it in a funnel and then you drive traffic to it. It will sell. So I spend $50 on a Facebook ad that day and boom, $300 comes in from my CD. And I was like, Ooh, and I learned that, oh, that's a highly converting funnel. <laughs> so I had created a <laughs> funnel that <laughs> was working. And yeah. I was like, well, that's crazy. And then the next day the sales went down, then they went up and they went down. I realized I didn't understand Facebook ads. It's super complicated. Yeah. So I ended up hiring somebody in the ClickFunnels community and like, can you just help me? And I remember that guy drove so much traffic to those CDs. We did like $70,000 in revenue in a month. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on and, just and the it, CDs? On just a $17 CD. And, and we were profitable like $35,000 right? no kidding. <laughs> on a $17 CD, which is crazy. And so, um, so I remember um, at that moment, I was like, whoa, okay, maybe I could do a, maybe I could build a business around this. Right. So, um, cause I had built an email list. I, you know, there was people that were coming kind of, they're in my, my circle. And uh, so, and it ended up, I ended up hiring someone who was like I was with that guy for a few months, but then it got really tricky with the network marketing company I was with. They were like, you can't run ads and it can't. I'm like, oh, okay, hold on, let me fix it. So I ended up, that guy couldn't fix it. So I found someone else that could fix it. And they were able to run the ads, but they didn't hit the Salesforce numbers, which I was all about just, you know, make, playing by the rules. And, um, and they said to me, you know what, we can help you build a whole system. Like you just have a CD. That's not really a system. You need a program and a this and a that. And so I'll never forget, I launched uh, my first webinar was March, uh, May, 2019. It was called Mastering the Live, how to host profitable Facebook live parties for network marketers. Okay. And uh, I launched that. And that weekend, I was at my friend's house. I remember we're just like in the back patio and, the, and my team was like, we're going to put it out now. We're going to send the first email. And I'm like, okay. And uh, sure enough, they sent it out. And that night we just watched my Stripe account and it went from like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. By wow. the end of dinner at my friend's house, it was at $8,000 in one day. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like the lotto or something. And then the ne- it ran all weekend. That weekend, next day it was like another twelve thousand. Next, to- and, and anyway, we end the weekend with fifty two thousand dollars. And I was wow. like, oh my gosh! <laughs> but but more importantly than just the money was the fact that this course, when people took it, they were bringing in an extra thousand, two thousand, three. You know, they were they were making a ton of money, and it was changing their life. And I was like, yes. how addicting is this? People pay me money, and I change their life, and they love me more. Like what? <laughs> it was crazy. And so I then was like, I love this space. And but the problem was I was leading a massive network marketing team and mm. I was feeling really like, what do I do? Yeah. And uh, so so that year I was just really focusing on building my courses and stuff. Launched another course, did another 50 grand. I mean, it just was crazy. And uh, I was making six times the income. I was a six figure earner in network marketing. My funnels were making me six times the income of my network marketing business when I said, I was talking to my husband one night at dinner and he's like, he's like, so the network marketing business takes a lot of your time. Everyone needs you. You're always like doing that. And you make about a hundred grand doing that. Whereas the funnels are really easy. You just film a few videos and you're present with the kids and you're like loving it. It's really easy. And that makes you 600 grand. You know, <laughs> like, have you thought maybe yeah. like God's calling you to this bigger thing? And mm. so I did, I prayed about it for a year because I didn't want to let my team down. But then I was like, you know what? I spent 17 years in the industry. I have stuff to share and I've got people to help. And I believe I'm called to this higher platform, which was kind of a bold thought, but I decided I'm going to, I'm going to walk away from my network marketing six figure income. Cause I've got another one that's blowing up. And uh, so I went in that direction, which was like shock of the century. And I cried and I had to tell my team it's a whole production. Uh. That was November, 2019, really difficult. But I was like, I, I felt like that, what I learned in network marketing taught me all business skills that I could now use in my actual, like my own business. And so then I, uh, I decided to keep running with it. And in the last 18 months, that business has done $1.5 million in revenue. Um, and I don't, I just, it's mind blowing. You know what I mean? But I, I love what I do. And I wrote a book and, uh, you know, I never thought I'd write a book, but I believe that when we step into our greatness and we do something that's a little scary, um, we inspire a whole other generation to do some crazy things. And so I'm on this crazy mission that like, how big can we grow this? Because we can inspire other women that you can do the same thing that just be you and show up online and it can literally change your life. So, so, so you said that the, the keyword stepping into your greatness. Yeah. You know, and I say something similar. I say, step into your power. Same thing. Yeah. But, but you did it multiple times. 
Like you yeah. did it multiple times. They're like, that's that's the most impressive thing about this whole conversation is just going back to the childhood. You decided then, you know, you could have just played played the victim and woe is me. But no, you said, I'm not going to let this happen, you know, to me going forward. And yeah. you made that decision then as a child. You made that decision to leave a corporate job that you were successful at because you knew there, there was more. And then you took it to more and you maximized that and you still saw more. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you stepped into it again and you made that tough decision because you had an emotional connection with your team, but you were still being called to something more. And that's kind of how I feel in the fitness space because I absolutely love my clients. A lot of them, I've seen them, you know, when they were pregnant and their kids are like, you know, 10 years old now, you know, cool. I, I used to uh, swing the babies in the carriers so, <laughs> so they could work out. You know, it's like, I just have a real, real strong bond with them, but same yeah. thing. Uh, but I also have this power where I can help people unclutter their minds and yeah. tell, take their experiences and package them into stories. Like kind of how we went through yours step by step. Like that's yeah. what I what I do with people when, when they don't have clarity. We just take their stories step by step and I show them how to package and tell those stories so that they can either become better salespeople, you know, better connectors, better communicators, better leaders. And like yeah. there's a lot of power in that and there's a global need for it. Yeah. You know, there it is. a global need. So that to take someone and your your story is the, the complete embodiment of that to where you've had every excuse in the world to underachieve and you erased all those excuses. And that's the epitome of shut up and grind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like the title of this show <laughs> is for people like you, yeah. you know, you had every excuse to not do it and you did it. And then some, so yeah, that's all. I love your show. Shut up and grind. It's, I mean, it's exactly it. I don't say shut up because my kids say, mom, that's a bad word. But, <laughs> but literally, I love it. It's it, it's so true. You need to shut off all the noise and just get to work and shut off your phone and just get to work. Work on the things that matter. Yep. Just get it done. I mean, and, yeah. you know, I'm not I'm not saying like, you know, it's easy. It's definitely not easy. It no. took me Like I started doing the fitness thing in 2008. I didn't open my own facility till 2014. You know, so like it. It takes time to get through it, depending on your your financial circumstances. So it's like you know yeah. yours yours were, were tough when you got going. Mine mine was tough when I got going. Oh yeah. And then you know we're all dealing with the the effects of COVID, but having an online business like COVID, yeah. COVID, COVID can't stop that. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it true. It can't. Yeah. It's like that's pandemic proof. Like yep. so when when my gym closed, I I finally started the podcast. I think the week after it was closed, I said, because I'm going to create something that can't be taken away from me. So yeah. like, even though I had my own gym, it, it just got taken away from me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to build something. Even if they shut down YouTube, they can't shut down my personal website. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to yeah. build something that I can have something that my kids can follow into if they want to. And yeah. no, no excuses. You just have to do what's needed. Yeah. You know? So, so you went through all of this, you have your success. So what inspired you to write the book? Well, it was, uh, we had just moved out of our house. We were moving into a two bedroom apartment from a house because we sold our house really quickly. And then we're like, Oh no, we don't have a new house to move into. So we're I living actually, in an apartment. I actually saw that on your Facebook page this morning. Did you know my story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're like, where are you now? I'm like, I'm just a nomad living in Florida. I don't know where I am. Uh, so yeah, we sold our house. So we're in an apartment and, and it was in that moment that I'm like, man, COVID's like crazy, but I would not like to get COVID and die. Like I'm having this random thought, <laughs> like I should write a book. Like what if I get COVID and die? You know, just like I should, I would be really mad at myself when I'm dead that I didn't write a book. That was literally the thought. And I'm like, and we don't know when tomorrow is. And I'm like, okay. So I found these two girls. I was on their show. And they were like, we're both international bestsellers. I'm like, what, wait, how? Like, what did you do? Angel, Angel and Tina? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That literally is like the spark. And they yeah. were like, yeah, we, we know how to do it. I'm like, okay, what, what, like, what do I got to do? They're like, just 25,000 words is a book. I'm like, ooh, that's good information. <laughs> 25,000 words is a book. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, where do you write it in? Google Docs. Okay, done. So I start writing. And that first day, Thursday, I, I'm just telling my story, right? I'm telling my story and I'm throwing some scripts in there and it's a it's a guide for network marketers. And so I start writing and the end of that night, I'm at a thousand words after one hour with my kids running around. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, shoot. If I just need 25 more hours to get this done, right? <laughs> 24 more hours. <laughs> so I went to my husband, who doesn't know I'm writing a book. And I was like, hey, honey. He's like watching sports. I'm like, hi, honey. Um, I know it's really random. He's like, yeah, just about everything you present to me is really random. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing now? Right. You're like, well, okay. uh, I was like, honey, I'm, I want to write a book. He's like, oh, is that right? You're, you're an author now. I'm like, that's, I just, yeah, I am. And he's like, okay. And what do you need? I'm like, I need 25 hours. So can I go to a hotel right now? I was like thinking I could just write it like this weekend. And he's like, oh, is that right? Okay. Okay, sure. I'm like, instead of, you know, drawing it out for the whole year and then being annoyed and the kids are screaming and mm. he's like, yeah, like basically get out of here, you know? So I pack a, I don't even have a bag. I have my son's backpack. It's camouflage. I throw like three things in there and I'm like, I'm off. And I walk down, I literally right down the road to the Hyatt place, just a few steps down. And I check in ladies. Like, Why are you here? I'm like, I'm here to write a book. She's like, okay, okay, great. I'm like, I don't know if it's great. This could really be bad. And I get into the hotel room and I just crank, I crank and I write 8,000 words the next day or 10,000 words. Next wow. day, I write another 10,000. And by Sunday night, I've got 28,000 words. No kidding. And I, uh, the book was done and I'm like, okay, I think I wrote a book. I'm like, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta hire an editor because <laughs> I don't want to embarrass myself. So <laughs> I, I, Dan Henry is a digital marketer that I follow and he wrote a book and I like his book because it's very simple to read as is mine. I don't use a lot of big words because I don't really know them. And so <laughs> I, I saw on his page, he liked this girl named Lori Lynn. I'm like, well, maybe she's out of my league because he's got a $2 million yacht and I certainly don't. But maybe, you know, I could hire this Lori Lynn. So I reach out to her. She's like, I'd love to edit your book. I'm like, really? Okay. Okay. So I end up paying her and she edits my book over the course of the next few months. And uh, she teaches me, get testimonials. You need a foreword. I'm like, oh, table of contents. I'm like, what on earth? Things you don't think about. Yeah. That was Writing the book was the easiest part. I will be honest. Just writing a book's easy. It's the follow-up of the, that. And then we had to send it to the formatter. And then I had to review it. And then I get the book cover made. And then uh, we released the book. And um in six hours, it became a bestseller in the network marketing, uh, multi-level marketing category. And it's a number one new release in a, several categories on Amazon, which I was like, what? I wrote that in four days. So but everything you touch turns to gold. Just that was, I don't know how. And what's funny about this is when I released the book, like they were like February 8th is the launch date. And I don't know what I'm doing on Amazon. It's on KDP. And I accidentally published the book. And it goes live and they're like, your book's now live. And this is like January 15th. I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, that's fine. I'll just tell people it's available now. And then six hours of telling them it was a, uh, it was the craziest thing. So, um, but anyone can write a book. You know, I think it's like, we think we can't, because you meet those authors are like, it took me eight years. You're like, oh. Yeah, that's me. I wrote an outline a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I have to say, the outline is in this notebook. Yeah. <laughs> I have it. This, we need a weekend. You need a weekend and you need to turn your phone off and you just sit there and that's it. It's not fun. I looked at the cheesecake factory out into the world. I'm like, Oh, I miss the world. That's okay. I'm writing a book. <laughs> I missed the world for four days, but it was fine. And then it was done. So it was great. <laughs> Love it. Love everything about your story. Everything. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have the link up here, here. And for those that will be catching on audio, it's do it anyway, girl. There it is. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Right, do it anyway, girl.com and her website is Michelle Cunningham online.com. And what what will pe people find by going to that site? So that's a site for network marketers who want some great scripts. You want some good strategy. You're feeling a little bit stuck. I have been stuck for six years. So the stuff I share is very simple, very easy, and it's how to get unstuck without walking up to strangers or calling people on the phone. So uh, it's just my introverted strategies that um, other introverts or other people who are stuck find helpful. So that's what's on there. Nice. Have have my daughter go there because, like, as you you were sharing, I was just thought a lot about my daughter Olivia because that's that's her. She she's constantly says she's so, she's socially awkward, introverted. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, she's like, I like people, but like from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she hates talking on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> I think it. a lot of us are like that. You know, like yeah. that's kind of a common thing. So. Yeah, See, I get it. No, what's funny too, that only happens because we have other options. <laughs> I'm sorry, but 30 years ago, there was no other options. You had to talk yeah. on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's It'll be interesting to see how our, like my kids grow up, right? They're on technology yes. so much. You're like, oh my gosh, you need to like go and be with humans. <laughs> COVID doesn't help either. My gosh. No, not at all. Like uh, my daughter, she started college back in September yeah. and she, she's going here in um 
Rhode Island. It's only about, about a half hour away. Oh, you guys from. are in Rhode Island. I grew up in Connecticut. That's cool. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, what yeah. part? Um, I grew up 20 minutes north of Hartford. It's called East Granby. Tiny oh, town. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but we okay. spent a lot of time in Rhode Island. That's cool. Yeah, I love, love it here. Well, not so much in the winter, but I, I love it yeah, here. Yeah, you're the, dying the right now. Yeah. Here. yeah, it's freezing cold outside. I actually have... I have a heating pad under my feet right now. I always, <laughs> when we were in Ohio, I had a heater that blow would blow on me. Yes. Yeah. And here I had to turn the air conditioning up. We're in Florida. It's 80 out right now. And I was dying. And I'm like, yep. it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a blessing. Yep. <laughs> my, my younger daughter and I are going to be there on Thursday for her birthday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her birthday was yesterday. She turned 14. So you guys right are coming up. down here. Yeah. We're going to Orlando. Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh my gosh! I just realized I have to be on a call. It's twelve o'clock. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you very, very much for for joining. Thank you. It was so good to be here. I appreciate you. I love your energy. You're amazing. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I would actually like to have you on again because I feel like we didn't finish the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> feel well, like I would there's love still that. more. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you very much, and uh, great meeting you. And have a great day. Thank you. We'll see All you right, soon. Bye. Bye. All right, so that was Michelle wrapping up episode number 45. So if you're just tuning in now, like, again, I know I say this every video, but you'll want to go back to the beginning because she dropped a lot of knowledge, especially if you are a, a mom. You know, she specializes in helping women earn money online. And if you need extra income or, or if you just need income in general, like, her story is just simply amazing. So she came from poor beginnings very un unstructured beginnings, and she built up an eight-figure business. That's insane. So if you need that in your life, you know, you see her, her website right here. For those watching live, michellecunninghamonline.com. So that ends it for today. Just remember, you got mountains in front of you. Shut up and grind. Make your dreams happen. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.